On today's show, we get a first look into a potential Sixers offseason trade target. How could this team get it done? Also, we discuss an injury update on the right thumb of Joel Embiid. And lastly, a whole bunch more. We got it all coming up. Let's go. Perfect. 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 What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know what to do. Drop a like if you enjoy this content. Be sure to subscribe if you're new and ring the notification bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming videos or live streams. Help push this content around. I truly appreciate it. And by the way, just a little spoiler, we are planning to go live for almost or hopefully all of the NBA Finals games. So be sure to come out and hang and have a good time as always. But with that being said, we will get into today's topics. I want to start it off with something light. You know, as Sixers fans, we should probably be mad at this. And I'm sure some are. and We're frustrated, right? Talked about uh, a list of individuals who have left the Sixers in the last couple years and made it to the NBA Finals within a couple years. We talked about that yesterday. And, of course, now something else today. Hey, let's have a good laugh. Al Horford, of all people making his first NBA Finals. He had the most games played in the playoffs without reaching an NBA Finals at 140. He is now making his first trip. And with that, Al Horford actually gets an extra $5 million of his $26.5 million for next season, guaranteed, just for making the NBA Finals. I remember when they put this stipulation in his contract when he signed with the Sixers. I never thought it would actually come up, but here we are. Um, and also, if they end up winning the NBA Finals, he gets the final $7 million guaranteed. So just another thing, uh, another cherry on top, just to rub it in our face. Does it really matter for us? No. In reality, it doesn't mean anything. But I just think it is interesting. And according to Brian Robb, uh, league sources tell Mass Live that the Celtics are actually expected to bring Horford back and guarantee the entire $26.5 million, no matter what. So uh, Al Horford's been playing well. He's getting up there. He's about to turn 36 years old. But here we are, and uh, he's going to the NBA Finals for the first time and just cashed in a little bit more for his contributions. Also, in other news, before we dive into the main topic, uh, according to Shams, Joel Embiid underwent surgery yesterday to repair uh, two things. One, his right uh, thumb injury where he had torn uh, the ligament per the Sixers, and he also had a procedure to repair an injury to his left index finger. So, honestly, I mean, he just had injuries all about. He was banged up all over the place. We knew that. I'm glad everything went well, according to Shams. Neither procedure is expected to impact Embiid's availability for training camp. Hopefully his face is healing up. It's unfortunate that Joel continues to get hurt come playoff time, but, you know, maybe if the Sixers would for once go out and get a guy that hopefully plays up to par and can be that that second guy and alleviate some of that pressure off Joel Embiid and maybe they could sit him a little bit. Maybe he won't get injured as much, but we just have to hope and wait and pray. But it's good to hear that Joel Embiid is getting healthier, doing what he can, and I'm sure his conditioning will get better, and I know he's going to work this offseason. So it'll be good to see the big fella back during training camp. But that being said, we need to get into the main crop today, and that is this. It was brought to my attention, an article written by Kyle Newbeck of Philly Voice. If you know and watch this channel, you know I respect Kyle's work. I think he does a great job 
and he put out this article called NBA Trade Rumors, Toronto's OG Ananobi is a popular trade target. Do the Sixers have ammo to get him? Now, before we dive into this, I just want to let everybody know, uh, I didn't forget about trades, free agency, all that. Usually what I like to do is wait until the season ends, then you get confirmations on who's opting out, what contracts are going to look like this. Then the rumor mill really starts to heat up a lot more. You get more specific uh, rumors in terms of who's going to be available, stuff like that. Really, we I, I like to wait until the end of the season. So we're going to have you know videos, live streams, all things of that nature, content related coming out about this topic. And you know, like I said, the Sixers need to do a lot this offseason to uh, to get this team prepared to win. Uh, we've talked about it from a general standpoint, but within the coming weeks, within the coming month. Um, we are going to really dive deep into this. How can the Sixers, you know, reshape this roster? And also, just keep in mind, tomorrow is the deadline for the Brooklyn Nets to decide on whether they will defer that draft pick or not. So tomorrow, the Sixers might have the 23rd overall pick. We'll have to wait and see. You know, according to sources, it is leaning towards that way. So definitely cross your fingers. And that really ties into what we are about to get into now. And, and that is this article. Um, so the first trade target, OG Ananobi. A guy that is apparently heating up, uh, according to Kyle, he you know he made this uh, article and he referenced a quote from Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report, and pretty much in that quote, uh, Jake Fisher highlights the fact that rival GMs think that OG Ananobi is going to be available, and here's why: according to Jake Fisher, uh, following a standout season from uh, the Rookie of the Year Scotty Barnes, word has circulated among rival front offices that OG Ananobi. Grew dissatisfied at times with his role in Toronto, where Barnes joined Siakam and Van Vliet as the primary ball handlers in Nick Nurse's offense. Quote, two sources with knowledge of dynamic told BR that Ananobi has not directly expressed discontent with his situation with the Raptors. Perhaps the conversation around him has been driven more by external interest in acquiring the fifth-year forward services. Now, uh, pretty much what that's saying is there hasn't been any direct contact from OG Ananobi he hasn't requested out or anything like that at the end of the day though people are going to start talking like they said Scotty Barnes has become a prominent part of that offense and you know he's taken over that primary wing you know become another ball handler in the offense and he looks like he could be a future star now based off where Toronto wants to go obviously they overachieved this year looking forward you know if they were to take maybe another leap up right get a, get a star another big star and, and maybe try to go that route you know, they're going to have to give, uh, you know, to get. Now, who knows? They might not move anybody. And, you know, the article also referenced the fact that they've mentioned before they don't want to move anybody. But we know how the NBA offseason goes. A lot of talk, a lot of chatter, and you never know. So it's definitely interesting to talk about. But in terms of OG Ananobi, a fifth-year forward, a wing, pretty much a 3-and-D wing that, you know, is hopefully also starting to get better uh, handling the ball as well. Obviously, he hasn't really had to assume much of that role. But really, what he brings is that shooting element, and he brings that defense. He's a switchable defender. He's versatile, can move anywhere on the floor, and really, he has gotten better uh, offensively every year of his career. He's increased his point total every single year. Now, the last couple years, you know, he hasn't played a full season. He's been banged up a little bit. He came back in the playoffs, didn't really have a good series against the Sixers. But, you know, I think it was like in March or, or February, he had gotten injured, and he really didn't look the same after that. He didn't play much at all. Um, so, of course, there is a health factor, but a very young forward, a guy who has shown that ability to get better and a guy who can knock down shots, I mean, that is exactly what the Sixers need 
Um, and if he was to become available, it's definitely a guy I would have on my radar. You know, a guy that can shoot 36, 37, 38% from deep. Again, he can, you know, defend multiple positions and he really can just fit in. If you need him to be a starter, he can. If you need him to be a sixth man, he can, a seventh man. I remember uh, a year or two ago when he really took that big leap, that jump, you know, he put himself on the map. Now, unfortunately, or I mean, I guess fortunately, but also unfortunately for the Raptors, drafting Scotty Barnes, you know, they have, you know, a couple of the same type of guy in their in their locker room, you know, with the same position. And um, whether Ananobi is, you know, disinterested in, in playing that backseat role and, you know, maybe he wants to advance his career, maybe not. Who knows? You know, again, we have to wait a couple of weeks to really get into this. My thing is, if he is available, this would be a perfect trade target for the Sixers for the reasons we just mentioned. But also, in addition to that, you know, it, this is a guy that could fit alongside Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Joel Embiid. Again, he's not a prominent ball handler. He wouldn't have to assume much of that role. And really, he could be an upgrade to a guy like Danny Green, right? Or if Matisse Thybul fails to get better, we know OG Ananobi will knock down shots and he will be able to do that. And he's only going to get better. You know, he's only going to get healthier and better. Um, and this is a guy I think fits the mold of what the Sixers are exactly trying to do or should be trying to do that we've talked about this offseason. Now, when you ask me, RB, well, what, what is it going to take to get him? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't think there are a lot of routes for the Sixers to be able to get this done, but I do see one clear route as I was thinking about this and you know, it involves a former Toronto Raptor, and that is Danny Green. I think Danny Green would actually be the way to get this deal done. Another benefit of OG Ananobi is the fact that he has three out of four years left on a $72 million contract, $18 million a year for the next three years. That is a very valuable contract to have, you know, obviously with how things are nowadays, and obviously the cap will continue to increase. Having OG Ananobi for that price would be great for the Philadelphia 76ers and like I said he will continue to improve but when you have Danny Green's 10 million without really getting too specific into it um you know maybe the Toronto Raptors could do one of two things if they want to part with OG Ananobi maybe they clear some space like I said earlier try to go and target a star they're going to need more cap space they could acquire Danny Green's contract I know the Sixers have to um you know opt into it or you know make it non-guaranteed by July 1st so that would have to happen, of course, but, you know, moving that contract would be very easy. Uh, they could either hold on to Danny Green and allow him to come back and, and maybe be a veteran for that team. Again, a guy who has won a championship there, you know, and um, obviously it would take some other salary fillers, maybe like a Furkan Korkmaz or a guy like that. Um, but the Raptors could take back a vet like Danny Green, again, to either help them with their veteran experience or, you know, move that contract and you know, try to acquire more cap space and eventually get a bigger name. In addition to that, though, I think where the main part of it comes in is the draft compensation. And going back to what I said about tomorrow, in terms of whether the Sixers have the 23rd overall pick or not, that could be a huge trade ship, even for Ananobi or anybody else this offseason. And I think that is going to be a huge part uh, of what this Sixers plan is and what they decide to do. Now, in my personal opinion, you know, that, that trade piece, you know, I I would certainly trade the 23rd overall pick, Danny Green, maybe even another second rounder or something like that to go and get OG Ananobi. I think he fits the mold. I think he does exactly what you need him to do. Um, and I think it would be perfect. And that's really the avenue of, of the way I see this getting done. Maybe the Raptors don't want to do it. 
They stick with their young core and they build from within. But if OG Ananobi does become available, those are my instant thoughts on how a deal could get done. And I think uh, the Sixers would be stupid to not at least inquire and at least not try to pull something like that. But those are just my thoughts. I want to hear from you. Give me your thoughts down below. What would you think about a potential OG and an OB trade? Give me all your thoughts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. And like always, I will catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.